BJ Ryan, episode 156, brought to you by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. And alongside me is the man last seen rocking out to Felix on the Pinjarra Park dance mm. floor. It's the one and only Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. Good morning, BJ. How are you? Going well. Going you, well. you were doing a bit of a rock out as well. A little bit. A little bit of a head a nod. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Just a little... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, the boys were a bit excited about it in the day, weren't they? Well, Felix, Jesus, Felix was bringing the heat late, weren't they? They were bringing uh, the heat. They certainly <laughs> were. And dearie me, yeah. I think it was. Uh, I think it was time to go home when the um, when the feet start moving in that type of uh, well, tougher manner. Not even six seconds, and Odenaka finishing tenth could deter the boys yeah. from hitting the dance floor. Yeah, we always lift, mate. Been all right. Some someone said to me once, like, "Geez, if you do your ass, and uh, how do you?" How do you how do you have any enthusiasm? I said, well, I've done it that many times. <laughs> I've done it for that long. You just uh, you just cop it. So, geez, it's a tough old tough old day at Pipsinjara, wasn't it? I mm. felt like you know what though. I felt like we punted really well enough. <laughs> well enough. Um, yeah. But yeah, just uh, what was it? Six seconds from our from the nine. Mm. So or our from my nine. So it's racing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Had a couple of plays at uh, Esperance as well. But. Yeah. <laughs> Esperance, Esperance saved the day, actually, a little bit. So. I missed that one. How did you miss that one? How did you miss that one? I think I was over at the stalls. I backed Cessational. Yeah, was, I was tipping that like yeah. it was properly unbeatable. I'll tell you what, it got the exact run I wanted to. But I must have missed out on the Elder Laugh. Same old story. Oh, geez. A couple of, uh, couple of lads came up to me um, when I was just – we were watching the um, – the two-year-old feature. I couldn't find you. I came searching for you anyway. And um, they said, oh, and they said, hello, and introduced themselves. They said, oh, I saw you celebrating that winner at Esperance. And I had you come up, but I must have carried on like an absolute pork chop. Do you know you have like a, you shake up a Coke bottle and you're just struggling and struggling and struggling. And we spent the day obviously with Tommy Johnson and I kept saying to him and Jared, I kept saying, I'm going to get out today. We are going to get out. I feel very good about today. And it was just like you just took the lid off the bottle of Coke and you should say I was just spewing everywhere. So not literally spewing, obviously, just, uh, yeah. Bit excitable. We got spoiled though in the Magic Millions marquee. We did for uh, for having a runner in the um, in the feature there. But uh, what a ride! Um, Odenaka, twenty thousand dollars yearlings. Already, already run a Saturday race. We've been to a barrier draw function. We've been to a great canopies. race day function. Sport rotten, really. Yeah. So, do you enjoy the canopies? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Oh, yeah. do you feel in a feedback form? It sounds like do you feel like there's room for improvement. <laughs> I was pretty. Yeah, I was, I was tickled pink with the food. Well, yeah, what, was, yeah. what was the pick? Ooh, good question. Good question. The memory's not that strong, <laughs> to be honest. I just remember being very pleased. The homemade sausage rolls I thought were lovely. Yeah, yeah. I'm a simplistic eater at times, so yeah. It was the yeah. Pinjar put on a show. Other than the the chops, internet I think uh, Sad- connection. Static had about four thousand chops. <laughs> I think. Thanks, they had to go slaughter a couple more. The, the internet connection problem needs to be sorted out for the big race days at Pinjarra. It's an issue. Well, so. I'm with Optus, yeah. and it's a rarity because Optus usually is the one um, dropping the uh, dropping the bucket. Is yeah. that saying? And um, it was Telstra that was having issues. Yeah. So Telstra I, I had no problems Telstra all day long. Yeah. I even set my phone up as a hotspot for a couple of people to uh, have a crack at. So that's so. the generosity of the PRG. It is. Really it like. is. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. People often say that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that's, yeah, that's the first we've been on a we've been on a great ride lately. Um, just just for our listeners out there, the six of us 
went in the Odin the Dream competition last year. We ended up with ended up in three three small shares and three yearlings with Steve Wolf. Actually, we're in four now, uh, four two odds now. Um, Odin Arcus has raced. Song Story has trialed, and we've got a, hopefully we'll have another one. I Dream to Dream trial at uh, Belmont on Monday. So. Best a lot, apparently. Yeah, yeah. It, um, hundred to one for the character play. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought Brad could have made us two hundred to one. Yeah, like, no. bit, bit harsh. But um, yeah, so but just yeah, it's been incredible, really, that um, to to go in that competition and just have as, have had as much fun as we've had in this short amount of time is uh, is incredible. So thanks to everyone who's uh, helped us along the way. Um, Magic wins race day run and done of course dan morton philly super smink got the money in the two-year-old classic and lk fernie and the pontiff teamed up man crush all the way in the three-year-old trophy yeah too good too good it was obviously um i, I was a bit disappointed pinjara i think i alluded to it in last week's show it's probably been my favorite trail it has been by a panel of my favorite track to bet on um all season and just disappointing we got a real on pace bias day um in that sense it's it's always nice so the thing the reason i like pinjara so much is it just tends to be really really fair we have got one or two uh days of that nature it's always been when the rail's been the true pad so we did sort of we did make um yeah we mentioned that that could be the case but uh yeah really strong in man crush either way i was surprised yeah. we found the fence with the amount of speed a few of them didn't jump that well cleanly and as soon as it found the top even with mal carpindari on its back it was uh yeah, it was going to be He's awful, a awfully crush. hard to He's top from horse. there. Yeah, especially yeah. out in front rolling. Yeah. The pont's the perfect jock for it in that situation as well. So, yeah, yeah very big win. Um, and, yeah, Dan's got a pretty good filly there in, in mm. Super Swing. Although I thought the, the second horse, Snow Prince, was exceptional, really, in defeat. Mm. Cleared out from the rest and uh, Ablo Odenaka tried hard. I think that um, if we were able just to get out and get rolling, might have finished a few lengths closer. Got held up a bit in the straight, but he can go have a break now. But yeah, as I said, Dan's got a good filly there in, in Super Smink. And um, yeah, LK to the four on Magic Millions Day there with that man crush in the uh, trophy. Wolfie, our man, SJ Wolf, he uh, he finished the day with a double beads and Bragwell in the He's last. He's up and about too, I tell you what. He declared beads his best. He did, he did yeah. apparently. Yeah, he did. I didn't uh, see, I, I missed that one. You missed the Audi one. I missed him saying that. But no, uh, I, I didn't back either. In, in saying my, that, my I, don't, I don't listen to anyone anymore. I know your old man did. He, he let me know. He showed me his bet slips. He was, yeah, he's pretty happy. Eddie Murphy had something on as well. Yeah. Yeah, the lads are happy. I'll yeah. tell you what, Brad, I was a bit, as you probably asked <laughs> a bit, <laughs> so a bit salty after where, Brad. This is like, where I was going. Oh, was, fuck, man. The money came hard on opening, right? Came really really hard this is the type of stuff that i just fair enough like good on them they know it's going well but this horse has never shown any gate speed gets across seeable like a horse like seeable who absolutely pings the lids and runs i don't know i was just like how how how, how was that horse leading today like on a day where you wanted to lead and be forward surely there's going to be more pressure in the race and there's going to be more horses wanting to be there and for me bragwell started considerably under the odds i thought it would start i think it was about nine like that. nine dollars yeah, open i think it opened significantly longer yeah tw as well. 26 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. anyway good on the lads not that my horse ran second. <laughs> Not that it makes me a little bit saltier about it. But, uh, yeah, I don't Jeez, know. You had, you, had you had a bit of steam up after How many starts has Bragwell had? Yeah. A lot. Yeah, you know, that, what's yeah. it now? A six-year-old? It's never shown gate speed. And you're telling me it's suddenly going to lead when the money comes? Like, that's that's That just gets me. But, anyway, if I'm part of it, then it's all good. <laughs> but I wasn't. So, anyway. All right. We, got we the, move on. We've got the, we do move I on. I did have some steam up too, didn't I? <laughs> 
Luckily, luckily the podcast was on Thursday, not on Monday. Yeah. Otherwise, it might have. Imagine um, if we did a recap show like immediately, like, <laughs> while nah. Felix is playing immediately after the last. That I've got so good at just not. T- I occasionally write tweets and then delete them before I even hit send. So, yeah, no, I um, uh, it's racing. Uh, we should uh, Terry's draft section of in his Twitter profile mm-hmm. would be. Epic rating jail. Um, we do move on because it's Magic Millions Yelling Sale time. Kicks off today and tomorrow. Two day sale, Thursday, Friday. Uh, you, you heading out? I'll get up there tomorrow, I think, and have a look around in and Swan Valley. Ensure that I uh, drive there so I don't put my hand in my pocket. We don't need to uh, increase the size of the team at the moment. So yeah, I'll pop up tomorrow and uh, and have a look around. I think. How about you? Uh, I'll more than likely head up this, later this afternoon. Okay. Once the podcast is out, we'll go mm-hmm. to the. Last bit of the today's session. Very good. Don't think I'll be able to get away tomorrow. But so we've got Magic Millions in action Thursday, Friday, Ascot Saturday, and then it's uh, Pinjar Classic Day on mm. Sunday. And there is, is that what they're calling there, it? There is a bit of mail going around that uh, the Hellatorian fellas, the Heller fellas, have pulled their funds together <laughs> and they've hired a driver of a stretch limousine to cart them around all the way from uh, Perth and Mount Pleasant and wherever they reside, all the way to Pinjarra and back. Any truth to the rumor? Oh, it's a bit of a McManus, uh, McManus-led uh, mission. This one, yeah. He, <laughs> I, I thought he, yeah, he thought we were going to our uh, Year Twelve form or something. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I just gotta, just gotta find a date and um, yeah. Anyway, we are. Well, you got to arrive in style when you, when you win a Pinjarra Classic, don't you? You got to re- do it. Properly. It just reminds me of Dumb and Dumber. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They get all dressed up. What, and the limo <laughs> will be dumber, 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 dumber. There's not enough uh, dumbs in the name. But, yeah, of course, the, the Hallafellas will be uh, – The Hallafellas. They're very, like, very confident heading towards the Pinjack Classic. Pikey, Pikey on. Everybody's flying back from Sydney just in time for mm. the race. So. Yeah, it's big. Oh, we caught, we're, yeah, I wouldn't say we're very confident. We're, we're, we're very hopeful going into it. So. Um, yeah, we're, 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 we're hopeful. Hopeful. Already nervous about the race about a week out, so I don't, I don't have the ability to be as um, as arrogant as usual. So I'll send you fair old ride though. Yeah. Tell you what, to be one of the, I presume there's no markets as yet, but I presume we'll be one of the couple of favourites. Yeah, for sure. Um, nice draw. Um, not much speed in the race. We'll probably have to lead again, which we'd probably prefer not to. Um, but yeah, just from where we were six months ago, it's quite a incredible little story. Unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, we're um, excited. If you told me, just like, g- to- genuinely, if we run second yeah. at a Pinjara Classic, I'll be flat. Yeah. If you told me six months ago you run second at one hundred and fifty thousand dollar race <laughs> and you feel flat, I'd laugh. I would have just laughed at you. Yeah, so. it just goes to show you how how sometimes horses how much they can improve. You know, yeah. You, you, we if they don't fire at two and three, sometimes we just we just just completely write them off. But you know. Like uh, good bottles of wine, sometimes they, they come better later Well, Halatorian always gave me the feel of a horse. It would be best after about seven months of continuous racing. So we're just <laughs> finally getting to that point now. <laughs> so this is when I really expected him to peak in his uh, campaign. So hopefully he's got another eight runs in. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised that Strathmore Rose isn't in the race just to to march them along out in front and try to try to uh, nick it. Not, Quick back we're not, in, uh, we're not in the UK. There's no pacemakers over here. Very good. So, yeah, looking forward to that on Sunday there at the Pinjara Classic. Um, Snip, who else is in that race? Snipperucci. Uh, Hot Zed, Titan Blinders. Fanta. So, Fanta. So, Bazoom. Uh, Bazoom's uh, returning to, uh, uh, I think that's going to be her swan song campaign as well. She's going to be about three or four runs and then uh, she's going to be on sold 
as a broodmare. Oh. Speaking of um, that, we, we must touch on the very sad news that this will test you. Mm. has been retired after a suspensory ligament injury incurred at Ascot track work yesterday. We spoke to Mitch last week when he was on the Mastermind about this will test her and we're all very excited to for her campaign ahead. And as the uh, as the game often does, it can give you a real gut punch. And that's what we saw on, on Twitter yesterday with uh, Mitch reaching out, letting everyone know that Tess has been retired and that she's going to be off to the breeding barn. Yeah, really, really flattening news uh, for Mitch and uh, and the connections. Obviously, she was um, yeah. What was to to come was all very exciting, and the job he did with her as well. I think I think that's a major aspect for me to to focus on. Like we we thought that she was going to be a horse that needed to find the front over a thousand meters, and she can run you a certain time. But he he taught her to settle. He um, he got her to run a hole in a, in a winter bottom from last after missing the kick. Like what? Yeah, just just to to do what he did with her is quite incredible, and it's a testament to to his training abilities for a, a young a young trainer, and it's a testament to her level of ability as well. So very very flat that we're not going to see her race uh, east South Australia everywhere she was going to go. Quokka, um, maybe, Quokka, yeah. So yeah, absolutely flat. I I, I still think she's um, I think she was a state's number one sprinter when um when she when she's retired so um you could almost say she's retired on top in that sense but yeah very flattening yeah yeah the um also just just the whole journey the i think mitch was part of the the team that picked her out the sales mm -hmm. and he had first crack at her as a when he, he rode was, her when he was a jockey slash trainer um couldn't handle her they, they had to they had to give it to adam durant to sort her out it's, it's been a journey and a bit like halatorian in a way she she, I mean, she was ex exceptional early, hit the flat patch, and we didn't think that she was going to ever become. And then all of a sudden, she just took off. Or was she a seven-year-old man or something like that when she was racing at her best? So I love the Halatorian story, but out of respect to Tess, we're not going to compare her to Halatorian well, again more at this about, point in time. more about how you, if you're patient with the horses, yeah, exactly sometimes, right. sometimes they will reward you in time. you just got to stick fat. The story that um, I remember is Mitch telling us that um, he was offered the ride or he was going to ride her early doors. I think it was when she was being trained by Adam. Still, it was when she was being trained by Adam. And he said, nah, put, I think it was just nah, put Pikey on. Let's make sure it gets done. He he was too nervous that he, he might do something wrong. So for him to end up then training her um, and him and Mitch being the one to extract the best out of her by panels mm. and panels and panels. I mean, well, you got in, in the, the winter bottom. Well, I'm pretty sure early days they were talking about – they were just trying to get points on her. Yeah. They just wanted points on her. They just wanted the points. They could get straight to the big races. So, um, And then she went to class fives in the country. She down the been, straight at Pinjarra. Down yeah. the straight at Pinjarra, yeah. and, and she couldn't win. She wasn't going well enough to win midway. So, um, yeah, really sad, but an incredible job and an incredible little career as well. Yes, yes. And Mitch, of course, will be uh, saddling up Feels Playful in mm. the Ascot Thousand Guineas this Saturday. You get, um, the feel, you get the feeling there's just a little story there for him, I reckon, Potentially, as well. yeah. potentially. So for our listeners out there, there'll be no mastermind this mm -hmm. week. Uh, Mitch will be back to defend his title Next Thursday, or next week's edition of the one one, the uh, the the news about this will test you, and the whole thing is is still very raw for a lot of people. So Mitchell will be back next Thursday, uh, maybe even coming off a Ascot Thousand Guineas win as well. So Mitchell Pateman versus James Stewart, perhaps next mm. week's edition of the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. Speaking of masterminds. 
there's been a lot of feedback, Terry. Mm. Andrew Walker, Walks. Mm. What up, Walks? How can we incorporate What Up Walks as a feature on the one one? He's just oh no, the ratings so. have, ratings have gone through the roof since uh, since we teamed up with the man, the myth, the legend, nah, Andrew Walker. It's like chocolate it's good in small doses you have too much of it you'll you'll get fat and resent it so people are sending me through segment ideas the wonderful world of walks <laughs> walks talks hey one thing i was going to ask you by the way did you ever end up um sending walks his uh, voucher <laughs> dearie hey not yet oh you, you haven't making, actually sent it i'm making him sweat i've, oh. just, I've just got a, i've just picked up a fresh batch Jeez, hot off I, hope, the press. I hope i don't run into him anyhow <laughs> So walks talks. If there's any any listeners have got any ideas on how we can get walks back, it's just semi semi regular, just to uh, spice things up. Once every three, <laughs> once every hundred and what episodes is? <laughs> once every hundred and fifty five episodes will yeah. do me, I think. All right. So um, next time some sort wins a race, we'll get him on. Well, I think it's going around on Sunday. Oh, well, there you go. Pinjara Pinjara Park. There you go. Uh, okay. So one of the great developments in recent weeks in wa racing is the return to i guess regular race riding by jared noski he's a star jared and um he's had a bit of a break from from uh, hooping to break in horses educate horses out there at his cool up property but uh he's back and he's back in a big way and we'll be chatting to him after this break here on the one one well the punters are well and truly happy this bloke's back out there riding uh consistently terry and we're happy to have him back on the one one as well it's none other than jared noski g'day jared thanks for having me on guys jared how does it feel to be uh back in the pigskin i guess permanently after uh after a bit of a uh a, a break from um from race riding mate how's it feel um yeah really good um it was nice to get a couple winners over the weekend and um did one go on yesterday so yeah um yeah it feels like i'm fully back in the swing of it now Last 11 rides, BJ, all in the top four. Yep. Just having a, a four, quick look. Four winners, last 11 rides. It's, uh, it's, is it, how, how did it feel? You're obviously out of the saddle for a while. You're making the occasional, uh, comeback, usually for Chris and Michael or, or whatnot. But when, when you don't ride for such a long period of time, I know you're obviously doing, um, a lot of your own work and you're on top of a horse very often, but actual race riding, is it a, is there a type of feel you get or you need? Uh, cause it seems like you needed a little block of rides to start finding, I guess, that winning touch again. Yeah, I think it definitely helps. Um, like going to Esperance a couple of times for, you know, six or seven rides each meeting definitely helps. Um, just get the eye back in a bit and, um, yeah, I think riding consistently, it just, just takes a little bit, but yeah, I feel like I'm back in the swing of it now. Jared, do you know what the 12th of May 2021 was? What does that mean to you? Um, the Karakata. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, hang <laughs> on, those maths aren't right. That was no, that's how we used to go. Well, no, that's, that's I was like, I think off. you've got the wrong, uh, the wrong date here, BJ. Hang on. <laughs> no, I don't know what that means. That was your last Ascot winner on Written Matter. What? 12th of us, really? 651 days between chatting to Scotty Embry post-race. Must have felt good to, right. to come back to headquarters in the, in the winner's circle. Yeah, definitely. Definitely did, yep. I thought you were going to say it must have felt nice to have a break from speaking to Scotty, Scotty Embry. Embry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Hey, Jared. So, like, I was just going through your stats, and basically, 2019, 2020 was the last full season you rode. Um, I think yeah. you had almost 500 rides for that season. You opted to, to focus on your, your training and your, I guess, your early education, your your cult starting business, your breaking in business. Um, what what was what have you been up to in your break, and how how is that, I guess, fueled? This uh, this most recent comeback. Um, yeah, well, we were still. I sort of started dabbling. When I was back at mum and dad's place. Um, uh, so sort of, yeah, over, I've been down at the new place in Cool Up for over a year now. And for sort of the twelve months before that, I was at mum and dad's in Harwicker. Um, and yeah, it was mainly doing breakers and having the odd race horse here and there. But um, yeah, I think sort of I come down to the property and was a little bit rushed. Um, and sort of it's not really set up as good as it needs to be to to you know work work well. Um, and yeah, I just sort of miss, miss race riding a bit and, um, yeah, there's quite a few contributing factors, but I think something like breaking in something I could do like at, at any time and we're race riding, I think you've got a limited sort of window, like it's not that like, I don't want to get to you know, mid forties and be trying to make a comeback. So I thought, you know, it's probably now or never. So give it one last crack. I was going to say, try telling Danny Miller that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think Dash is just about your neighbour down there and you're, where you are these days, Jared. Um, yeah, he's not so far at all. Hey, so how old are you How old are you now, Jared? I'm 30 now. Okay, right. It's just, you've just been around for such a long time. It's incredible. I know you started riding really, really young. Um, so was there a moment, was there a conversation, was there a horse in particular that sort of, was like okay, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm giving this like a red hot crack. I'm back back in the saddle. Um, um Chris and Michael gave me a fair push. I um, I sort of was toying with the. I was riding my own horse, Campfire Jack, and a few starts, and having I'd ride here and there. And Chris and Michael sort of just had me to sort of come up and ride a bit of track work, and he came to give me more rides. And then um, yeah, it just sort of eventually sort of happened. Started getting more and more, and um, yeah, they put me on Titan Blinders for this prep. So he's obviously a good ride going forward. And um, yeah, then I was obviously Josh Brown gave me a call to go to Esperance and Wolfie to Barker and sort of, yeah, it's just good to be in with some good stables and um, like I say, the last however many rides have been pretty consistent, but I think it's mainly who you're riding for really. You rode at 57 over the weekend. Yeah, um, Yeah, which I thought was highly impressive. What's your aim in regards to weight and, and a riding weight? Are we going to see you down at 54? No, I don't think so. No, I'm trying to like, <laughs> I think um. Oh, I'll ride 58 like week in week out and 57 when I have to and I think man, no, no, the Derby and the Karakata, they get the boys get 56 and a half so if I was happened to I was, mm-hmm. if we offered rides in them sort of races I'd, I'd definitely you know have a go at that but I think that'd, that'd do it really well I mean it's it's your timing couldn't have been better in a way Jared like the there's several senior experienced riders that um, injured at the moment or suspended or um, William Pike and Chris Parnham are sort of alternating between um, Perth and East Coast with their, I guess, their autumn carnival commitments at the moment. Brad Rawilla, who also filled that, I guess, that heavyweight rider's role in, in WA, he's gone back across to Sydney. So you've, it, the timing is just super sweet for what you're trying to do. Yeah, I think so. And um I also think, like, in the last couple of years since I stopped, there's quite a few senior riders that have, have like, stopped riding as well. So there's probably seven or eight that less jockeys out there than there was two or three years ago. So I think, um, you know, hopefully I can get some more opportunities. Watching you over the weekend, you just look like you, especially, 
um, at Barker. Just look like that that real, I guess that edge, that eye of the tiger that you need to be to ride winners consistently. This look, looks like you had it back. Do you do you feel that when you're out there? It's like, well, this is this is what I miss right riding winners regularly. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think I was sort of it was it was a little bit hard to get back in the swing of it. But like I said, right, them couple of days at Esperance really sort of. I feel like they helped a lot. So for a couple, you know, um, this amount of rides and then Barker and stuff, and um, yeah, you sort of you sort of get a bit dried, a bit hungry, and yeah, I think it's definitely brought me on a bit. I've um, been chatting to you quite you know, semi regularly in your role as you were the, the main early educator for Steve Wolf Stable over the last couple of seasons, um, and um, it's been yeah interesting just chatting to you over the journey, having that break and focusing on the horse and educating the horse and connection with the horse this might sound like a weird question do you think in a way that can i guess help you become a better even better jockey than what you were um i actually sort of thinking that the other day there's a couple of things i understand now a bit better um that sort of can can implement i think um just even like getting horses on the right leads and feeling when they're on the correct leads and stuff like that and um yeah, I think I think sort of it's definitely got to help. I think I've got a bit different feel for a horse than I had before. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. I'm sort of trying to try. And, there's a few things I'm going to try and implement into my race riding. It's not always going to work, obviously, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it can help. Yeah, it'll be, I mean, it would be great to see you back riding with that freedom. I mean, uh, dual Perth Cup winner. Um, I think Talent Show was a good result for you, wasn't it, Terry, back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> Dual Perth Cup winner. Um, you know, you rode, you were a gun basically from from day one of your apprenticeship and um, just, you know, even in the, the fact that you've had so much support from big stables since you've been back is just shows how, I guess, how well regarded you are in Western Australian racing. But tell me, how did it feel when you got the tap from Dan Morton to say, do you want to go to Adelaide and ride Stafford's Lad at Morpherville? Um, yeah, it was a bit, bit of a shock actually. Um, when I got the send me a text message through, and I was like, oh, yeah, um, obviously he said yes straight away. So I'm pretty keen to get over there. Um, so yeah, that no, was really great that um, Dan supported me a bit. He's um, obviously in form sailing, big stable, he's never really out of form. So, um, like I said before, they're the, one, they're the guys you need to be riding for because they, they're the ones to help you stay consistent. You ever ridden at Morpherville before? Uh, a few times, yeah. All right, so Jared's uh, heading across there to ride Stafford's Lad in the Lord Reams at uh, that's a group, I think it's a group three, is it? Um, it's a twenty six hundred meter lead up to the Adelaide Cup in a couple of weeks' time. But Stafford's got fifty eight kilos under the set weights and penalties conditions, and Jared is uh, gone over there to uh, give him a spin around. Currently a twelve dollar chance. Terry, have we done the form for the? The Lord Rings. Yeah, you were telling me off. You were telling me off air, BJ, <laughs> that it just wins. So you're telling me it's a yeah, it's a money in, money out job, and see what the way Jared's riding. Or you might not be wrong. Well, he's, he's jump, jumping from five. Should get a should get a nice run, but um, yeah, currently a twelve dollar pop at the moment, and uh, yeah, he's just building towards that uh, Adelaide Cup Grand Final in a couple of weeks' time. Um, Jared, yeah, I mean, and even you wrote another. Uh, you wrote a winner there yesterday for for Dan, another Chino, uh, three year old. What did, what sort of field did he give you, and and could he be a maybe a WA Derby prospect in a month's time? Yeah, I think definitely think so. Yeah, he's a lovely horse, big stride, and um, yeah, he, t- he towed his way into the race and let down well. So uh, it was only midweek, but you know, there's not a lot of depth in the derbies anymore. Some t- some years, so mm-hmm. I think um, I think they're going to head that way, and I I can't see why not. Very good, Jared. So you're off to Morfordville Saturday for for Stafford, and you're back 
um, on Sunday for Pinjarra Classic Day. Yeah, yeah, I've got uh, three, three rides on Sunday, so that'd be good. Yeah, well, I think we can speak for all WA racing punters out there, and it's uh, yeah, it's very uh, very cool to have you back out there, and and for us to to support your your mounts because uh, you're as good as it gets over here in WA, Jared. So welcome back to riding full time, and uh, good luck over the weekend. It's time to partner with Betfair and preview Detonator Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton teaming up to record episode 156 of the 1-1. This is the West Australian Racing Podcast. It's just after 11 a.m. on Thursday, February 23. We've got a Geraldton meeting today. It's a Norseman at Esperance tomorrow, Ascot Saturday, and Halatorian Classic Day on Sunday. Mm, Halatorian Classic Day. Not nervous at all. Keeping it real, the lid is on, isn't it? I'm just just leaving. The yeah, the, the kettle's beginning to boil, and the lid's probably about to protrude from its um, usual position. But tell you what, it's uh, it's a late race day as well. Five thirty-five. Lace. I think the last is after six o'clock. But um, yeah, if he happens to win, um, yeah, there'll be no lids in Pinjarra. I tell you what, it'll be lidless. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> the limo ride back to uh, back to town will be uh, with something else. If the Halatorian salutes on Sunday. Stay tuned, BJ, throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Marcus City Meets, Get Out Stakes competition, and uh, no, Mastermind this week. Next week. Next week. Pavement versus Stewart. Pavement versus Stewart. At this stage. At this stage. Uh, get Out Stakes, have to mention Shane Page. Mm. Back to row. back. That's difficult. That's difficult. I, went, I, I thought he might be the first. Went back through our records because we keep impeccable records here at the one one. Very. Mark Miller. Um, from Melbourne, I think he might be Riley Capararo's bowler, <laughs> something like that. Anyway, uh, Mark, he was our last, he was our first and only back-to-back get-out stakes winner, and uh, but now he's joined by Shane Page. Some effort. It is very difficult. Yeah. A lot of entrance. Yeah. Got to get the horse and the margin. Super popular. How many decimal points, sorry? Yep. He was all over it, Shane, back-to-back. So he's going mm. for hat-trick. Unbelievable stuff at Ascot Race 9 this Saturday. Betfair, Betfair Edge, Fitzy's Form Lounge, Giddy Up with Gareth, Gurus everywhere. Where can we find you this weekend? Don't know. Whatever, whatever comes on. I'm sure something will be on, on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, whatever my phone rings and somebody asks me about racing, I'll talk to them. Well, not everyone. Mm. Just some people. Okay. Yeah. So – but if people want to hear a bit, a bit about the guru, they can tune uh, in. Yeah, tune in. I, I actually don't know when they're on, so I actually can't help you. I think Fitzy's <laughs> on. You're, uh, you're the world's worst salesman, Terry. Oh, I'm, not, well, I'm not trying to be a salesman. 100%. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a salesman. Um, I think Fitzy's. Uh, it's a good little cast he has on that show. Yeah, um, it's from nine till ten on Fridays. I think nine till ten. Okay. Yeah. All right. So plenty of. Um, Plenty of opportunities to listen to the guru over the weekend. And of course, don't forget that the one one is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other podcasting platforms. So please, 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 please download, subscribe, like, follow. And if there's an opportunity to give us a five star rating, well, don't think, just do. All right, it's time for the Ascot Track Report brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design. Whether it's racetrack, residential, or commercial, Water wisely with Wittens. Shout out to Craig, Kate, Robert, the team. Ex Celestial runs a whole seven dollars fifty a place. The team was very excited with that result on on Saturday. 
Yeah, it went good, didn't it? It was a nice ride to get into the the one one from Chris, but uh, that was a strong little race as well. Two good ones cleared out with uh, Super Session. Our well, we made it our lay of the day, but in, in our defence, it was uh, we both said we had it around the ten dollar mark, and mm. it was four fifty out to ten dollars. So, um, who was right? Who was wrong? That's the thing. Yeah, I didn't think it would win it. So, it's well insane that it started the fair price. So, anyway, I wouldn't have laid it at ten bucks. Um, but yeah, going well, going super, going super. very well. Can race on speed, can race with cover. Goodbye. Excellent. What are we thinking? Back to Ascot, rail in the five meter position. Yeah, rail five, warmish day. Um, Easterlies blowing. Easterlies don't seem to be, I don't know, at Ascot. Um, I don't know, years gone by, I always just thought, oh, Easterly, you lead you in, you know, but it doesn't seem to be as. Uh, uh, playing, I guess, that way as much, but I still feel like with the warmer day, pretty fresh pad um, at the five-meter position. I think you'd want to be closer to than um, closer to the speed than not. Okay, ideally, just Ascot, just an Ascot in summer. Yeah, summer Ascot. So where were we yesterday? Yesterday's midweek meeting. Uh, fourteen, fourteen and a cutaway, and yesterday's midweek. I'm still. I'm still flummoxed by uh, like the, if you read like Scotty Emery's preview, but everyone should have known that that was taking the meeting seriously. That you had to be off speed and wide. Like it's just it's neg ten lengths. The cutaway is neg just whatever leading. It's impossible to lead. Like I hope horses. I know that Pete and Scott had one in. It didn't go well yesterday, but I hope they don't sack it off that run. Like it was thirty five. That's English Bay. It was thirty five days between runs. They bustled it to lead on a day where you could not do that. It was pressured a long way out. Like I, I don't know if the horse has got another win in it or how well it's going, etc. But I hope that's the type of run you just sort of forgive and and say it's building fitness and going through. But some of the rides from wide gates because they wanted to be on speed when they had horses that were actually good at sit and sprinting. Just I found it bewildering. It was just um, there was one leader one though. Yeah, was it Lady Tornado? Lady Torn, but again, yeah. it was a sprint yeah. and Pikey owned it because Regal Access just couldn't lift its yeah. legs for the first couple of hundred metres. So um, I think you'll find over a journey, it's going to be a rarity. In the last Finchie came up on the cutaway, which was a real against pattern run for the day, but I, I think you'll find they went that slowly in that race. And, I think and it was they, the stop start. And they accelerated yeah. from the six just at the right time and left a lot of them flat-footed. So, um, yeah, patterns are everything. Like now we're going <clears> to <throat> go to a day where <clears throat> if you run – Let's use the Rocky Path race as an example, right? Rocky <laughs> Path, Blazing Tycoon. Both settle midfield cover um, and come down the outside. And when you run that exact race on Saturday where the rail is going to be on Saturday and those two horses probably don't run the Quinella. Right? The, the horses on speed probably give far more of a kick and they're the ones in the finish. It's, it's almost a different it's track. Worth, it's a different track. It's a different track. It's a different track. Yeah. track. When the rail so, yeah. yeah. So don't, um, don't think we're going to see the same thing we saw Wednesday on Saturday. Okay. I, I should have mentioned this earlier in the, in the preamble, but there is a bit of WA racing flavour on the East Coast mm. this weekend. William Pike not riding at Ascot because he is in Randwick. He's got three rides. One of those is She's a Belter in the Group 1 Surround States. So he's heading back over to Sydney to ride She's a Belter in the, the Group 1 there. Uh, we have Chris Parnham is not riding at Ascot on Saturday either. He is engaged to ride Laced Up Heels in the Group 2 Angus Armanasco, 1,400 metres. Has to be a um, major winning chance in that particular race. Brave Halo is... Uh, Geez, he got stiff at the barrier draws. Gate 16 for the Sean and Jake Casey train. Brave Halo. Still an $8 pop, $9 in some markets there. Um, but, geez, it's going to be tough from the gates. And Cerise and White, 
Midnight Blue is racing first up for John Leake Jr., a.k.a. The Pisser. The Pisser in the, in the race one, the Victoria Gold Cup. So Jeez, he needs to lift some of those, doesn't he? <clears throat> They're not going. Just not going. They're not going. No. no. And, uh, yeah, it's alarming. Alarm bells. Oaks and Derby coming up and you, you look bells. at the – you look at the pointy end, and I love a good pointy end of uh, the markets. I think Brad's Brad's got him up. How long till we see see so six seventh in line is Ocean Queen? Mm-hmm. It's unheard of that Bob wouldn't have one in the top. Like literally, he runs the he runs a trifecta some years. Yes, and then in the Derby, um, what's I'm, he got? I can't even bother getting it up. But basically, he's not winning it this year mm. again. It's not happening for him. It's not happening for him. No. Um, it does feel like it's it's better for the game. It's opened it's opened things right up. The the, the dominance being you know no longer no longer there. The Pike Peters uh, Williams type dominance that just was year in year out, and it does feel like it's given it's really opened the door for a lot of sort of larger mid lower sort of size or lesser size stables to to feel like they can compete and that they've got a chance. So I don't mind it, but uh, you're right. It's very rare that we've had an Oaks and Derby sort of, you know, all-in market without um, Cerise and White's near the, t- near the top of the market. So did you get involved in any of the earlies? No. No? No. No. Did you have a look? I had a look. Yeah, I had a look. Nothing tickle your fancy? No. One or two I, I think are over the odds, but just too hard. I don't think going to win. So it's a long drive down to the, the TAB. Okay. Save some fuel. Yeah. All right, then. Well, let's get cracking on the card. Race one is the Amelia Park Plate for the two rods. 1,100 metres, 12.24 p.m. Bounce down. And, uh, yeah, nice horse here uh, coming out of the trials called Kutos from uh, from Team Williams and Bellis Racing Stables there. No Pike, of course, as we mentioned. He's over in Sydney. So CJP, Clint Johnson Porter, he has the ride. Um, there is a couple coming out of the trials that have shown a bit, but also the, I thought the debut runs of Bonnie Rock, There Was a Time, and Warrily Lass there were, all, was a time. were all very encouraging. So not a bad contest, this, to kick things off for the two-year-olds. Yeah, well, the barriers make things interesting. Mm, Kutos uh, and Wayne the Pain, the well-named Wayne the Pain. Um, I don't know many Waynes. It'd be a good joke if, if I did. Um, wouldn't actually be a good joke at all. Uh, they um, have drawn wide. It's always difficult, I find, to uh, to win on debut wide gates set up like that. So uh, some risk um, in those two prices. Just looking at the race brigade behind Odenaka. Good form reference, BJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bonnie Rock, there was a time, and, and Worley Lass. I think the reason Bonnie Rock beat the other two home was purely on the run it got. Field position. Field position, mm-hmm. yeah, the gate and the run it got. So I'm, um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say I'm very confident, but I'm reasonably confident there was a time can turn the tables on, on Bonnie Rock. And I think if if the race maps correctly, uh, with Sean McGrady going on for the very hot Steve Wolf, I think Worley Lass can turn the tables as well. So. They're the two at the pointy end of my market. Um, Simon Miller's got three in the race. You've, you've got to presume that Carberry's on the number one. That's that's no certainty. It could be that he's riding for 
that particular group of owners. Um, but you've got to presume Carberry's probably on the number one. It, it was snagged back on debut to near last and found some traffic issues. Never really got ahead of steam up. From two, it should land in the first couple of leads. I, see, or I, leads I back. think it might even lead with blinkers on it. Yeah, lead leaders back. And for me, it's um, that's the one that deserves favouritism with Kutos drawing 10. And then I've got Warrily Lass, second favourite. So um, happy to have something small on those two without a huge amount of confidence, BJ, but happy to go for the, the race experience and the one that's uh, uh, the one that's drawn well. Mm. Yeah, I think there was a time just there just went to sort of get back run on and let's see what see what's under the hood type thing on debut. But from a gate with the blinkers going on, I'm expecting Simon A and Patrick Carberry to be very positive. There intent. was a time in plenty plenty of intent. State of Fury looked the quickest of the lot. It's, yeah. it's first 100 metres in its trial was very sharp, yep. but um, the bars are on whether they were on in the trial, weren't on in the trial. I don't know. Kudos does look like a lovely horse, though. Um, I remember when I was I was doing a bit of work for for Pete Morley there, Bellis and the Grand Syndicates, and they raced Catullan, who was um, for Grand Syndicates, who is the mother of Kudos. So uh, she was a very good race man over in Melbourne, and this fellow just looks like he's got a bit class about him. But from 10... Don't know where he's sort of showing speed in his trials. Mm. Don't know what they're going to do with him tactically. 360, I don't really know if that's going to get me here. So I'm a bit I'm a bit with you. I think there was a time jumping, running with the blinkers on and Warrily Lass, I thought, ran into a bit of bit of traffic there and, and did well to pick itself up and I think finished about fifth, sixth, but should have finished closer there. Sean McGrady, stable jock goes on. And I think uh, coming, and even its trial win, um, knocked off Bonnie Rock and a couple of the others in this. There was uh, I think there was a time was in that heat as well. So they're the two as well. And um, just from our point of view, Terry, Wayne the Pain, Wayne the Pain and Dixie Princess, they were in our Song Story trial um, mm. the other day. So interested to see how those ones go. But for mine, I'm operating around There Was a Time and Warrily Lass as well. Very good. Race to the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. This is over the 1,600 metres. Birdie Eagle, a bit of a gap between runs. Wide gate, barrier 10. He does look like he brings the best form to the race, but uh, has the task ahead of him. There's plenty of runners here in single figures. Awesome Chatter, Kenny Jack, Sunsphere, Mount Nash, Satin Black, and Miss Eugen. Um, so half the 11 horse fielder single digits. Well, this is a bad race, BJ. Mm. Gee, is. Summarise how bad this is in one price is Sunsphere being sub $10. It's <laughs> like, fuck me dead. A stayer off 30 days on a Saturday. It's, yep. uh, yeah, it's thin. Birdie Eagle is the best perform, but uh, it's drawn poorly and it missed a run. Yeah. So for what reason that is, I, I, I don't know. It said future nomination, but. It did say future yeah. nomination, but you got to think that doesn't make a huge amount of sense. There's been never been sort of month between runs um, on purpose. And it was held up in its last run, so that's usually when you want to get it back to the track sooner rather than later. Yeah, $3, $3, $3 pop so. that day as well. Yeah, we I think we backed it sevens into threes, so it was um, a bit of a flattening watch, but. But that's racing, AJ. Um, awesome chatter. There's been a little bit of money for early. Uh, they're teaching it to settle. It actually settled in a trial and it won well. The horse it beats extremely slow. So that's something to be mindful of. And then settled it, settled in Jero and it beat Blue Cheyenne, who's going reasonably in the Crayfish Coast. But whether we want to look at that form line as the, uh, <laughs> as the, the go to, I don't know. Uh, look, there's plenty of speed in this. I, I just. Thought naturally, well, it's going to be Mountain Ash for me, just on the fact that it bucks last start. I like 
Campbell going on for Taylor Childs. I think he's got a length on her. Campbell's won on him before in Broome. Campbell's well. last goal on him. He won by six yeah. in Broome. Um, so it ticked a few boxes. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like I want to dive in at five. I'm a $4 favourite Mountain Ash, but I really I don't feel like I'm excited about diving in at five bucks either. And, and that, I'm, one of the main reasons for that, BJ, is if you look at horse number 10. I was about to Ebony, ask you about this Ebony horse. Maggi and horse. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with Ebony Maggi. That's just... Just continually, they're just continually trying to lead, and they're continually beaten by ten. The only time Ebony Maggie's really shown good form was with with Sits. So it's it's wild. This has got this has got danger written all over it. Peter, yeah, Pe- Ebony Maggie and Barrier Two. Pete Edwards on board. Hoist the colours has got the shades on. They, yeah. They're a far better horse out in front with Hoist mm. the colours. So I I think both will be aware that they're going to have Mount Nash climbing across. But I think if Luke gets caught in the breeze. He's not going to win. I yep. think he just needs to get to the front. Maybe not be as aggressive as Taylor, but I'd be fine if he did ride it in the same manner, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, look, but behind there, you're guessing Kenny Jack's going to be last. Big weight swings against it with Mountain Ash. Satin Black's going okay. I think the mile's right in its limit. Yeah. But it's going okay. Miss Eugen should have won last start. It was a really poor tactical ride, I thought, um, on a day where – um, it was Ascot midweek, rail was out, and everyone knew that the best place to be was in a three-wide line. You're back last. You have the opportunity to follow the three-wide line into the race, and you went back to the fence looking for runs in the 300-metre straight. I thought that was really disappointing, mainly for the fact that I declared it at 25 to 1 that we were <laughs> shapping if it went the three-wide line. But, um, yeah, it's going easily well enough to win a race like this. Rocky Pass sort of franked that form. Snipper Gem is going well enough down in Albany. Dream Evil's going well. Um, so all the form, despite it being in Albany and Jero, is, is good enough for a race of this nature. But I don't know. For the sake of a tip, BJ, I'm going to give you Mountain Ash. But I, I was sort of hoping, hoping, and it was in hope, because I think it will be popular purely on how bad this race is, yeah. and it's the one that will probably get to the front. It was definitely going to. And the thing with it is, if Ebony Magic was in the race, it did. It but makes- Ebony Magic could also win at the race in the fact that if if it's the one on its back, it's going to be stopping on them badly, and yep. that's a great roadblock for you as well. So it's a horse that could be a shocker, or it could work out really nicely for mm. you as well. So I hope, and I hope the instructions are to look, just be aggressive, and if. Yeah, in saying that, if Petter comes out and is desperate to leave, maybe you can't just you can't just. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that make it happened happen, last so. start. There was two horses cutting throats, Ebony Maggie and a horse on its outside. But I noticed that that was with the blinkers on. Ebony yeah, Maggie. I they saw got blinkers, off, but. blinkers off, winkers on. But yeah, this this could be wild. Mm. Uh, if Brad Parnham can be positive early and believe that he can get across and oh, with, there'll be with, a spot with, for sure. There's got to be a spot there. Then yeah. I think. Birdie Eagle, mm-hmm. if we can, if it can get a bit of a cop, a bit of a drift, bet mm-hmm. fair drift late. I think Birdie Eagle might get me. I think he's, Look, the, even I think he's the best horse in the race. It's, I'm not even worried about the barrier, yeah. to be honest, because the no. way this race will be run, there'll be gaps galore. Yeah. Everything should get in. As long as they don't snag. At some point. Yeah. You'd be disappointed if they snag. I mean, the issue with Birdie Eagle for me is just the um, is the 28 days and whether it is 100% fit, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tough old race, BJ. All right. Mount Nash favourite, Birdie Eagle, my second favourite, but. If I knew Birdie Eagle and why it missed its run and I had confidence in that reason and it was a good reason and it's ready to go, then I would swap those two around. Yeah, Birdie, so. yeah, okay. Birdie Eagle for me just it's a losing c- race. Colouring Mountain Ash late. Okay. Race three is the Glenroy. Chaff. <laughs> <laughs> Chaff handicap. It's a 72 plus 1200 metre contest. Originally with the eight acceptors, Caracapo. Mm. For the Temp Taylor Yard is out and we'll be Brave. going around in the classic, taking mm-hmm. on Halatorium. Yeah. Mad. Audacious. Mad. Um, now it's a good setup for it in the um 
in the classic uh, tomorrow. I think it's a yeah, it's a nice little race. Karakarpa hasn't drawn too many good gates. I don't know if it's winning, but um, true one, one, one yeah. jumping from one, or jumping two? from one. Yeah. yeah, it can be sort of three the fence, or it can even be leaders back, maybe. So um, yeah, five better set up tomorrow. I think uh, Sunday. Sorry. Okay, so only seven left in this field at the time of recording. All eyes on the exciting Bernier to survive, who is returning from a 63-day absence. It was uh, last nominated on the 14th of January. Ascot scratched with a near-hind hoof abscess. Prior to that, was absolutely flying, was one of the most informed horses in the state. Uh, no pike, Clint Johnson Porter, gate one, seven-horse field can be a little bit tricky, and it's probably built in a little bit to its current price around the 230 240 mark the fact that there is a bit of a question mark about the gap between runs the setback and maybe a little a map query as well terry and weight mm -hmm. and weight as well yeah it's it's going to be you'd think it's going to be three the fence it could be four the fence if acromantula crosses time, time scale, scale. Which I, I don't think it will i think they'll be happy just to amble um amble to the outside of time scale acromantula is another one i'm a bit surprised they're not going to the pinjara classic with it's an 87 radar it's in a 1200 meter race here did they not no, they didn't even nom. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they, they probably think the 1,200 is right in its limit. But the way it's racing at the moment, it probably should have won last start. Um, the way it's racing at the moment. Stiff the start before as well. It's looking like it it likes the uh, really likes the uh, 1,200 metres, which is exciting because I think they've really they've, – they've milked everything they could out of the 1,000-metre aspect of this horse. It's won six. It's won over $300,000. Um, yeah, it's time to see whether you, you can run out of twelve hundred because there's minimal options at the thousand. It's also, it up to it's that also a hard way to keep winning, mm. jumping, running over a thousand meters. Yep. Like it's, it's um, yeah, if you, you got to add a few more strings to your bow, otherwise you just get it's an exhausting way to to, to race. I think. I think it's time to get to yeah. I think there's a nice little series for it, even if it's early next year just those 90 plus you know they have the line of 90 plus sprints mm -hmm. around a thousand up to sort of 1300 um put a senior on getting on the minimum and, and ride it with cover just behind him because it looks like it handled that really nicely when pike was on and then when taj was on he just didn't get clear air or the run he wanted to otherwise it would have won um it would have won two weeks ago but fascinating interesting little weight swing for you in this race bj so time scale has been freshened up um, I like when Simon freshens them up, actually, to be honest with you. And I think it'll they'll lead with the 54. I think they'll, they'll show a bit of intent. But if you look at the run from the 3rd of December, Brad Parnham Road, wide gate and time scale uh, carried 56. So it's down two kilos on that run. Burn you to survive, won the race by 1.7. It got a nice pattern that day. Um, they went mad. It's up to 59.5. So plus four and a half, take two. Um that's a six and a half kilo swing for for one point seven lengths on a day where, um, on a race that was more suited to burn you to survive. So that's just a fascinating little look um, at a recent clash. That's not all that long ago. Um, yeah, I, it's sticky. It's sticky. I would have loved for one of Acromantula or Timescale not to be in the race mm -hmm. um, and back to the other to be honest. But, um, yeah, look, I think Acromantula can win it. But it's hard from the breeze, and you've got to think that's where it's going to be. Tad Weir is going to be right on their back, going super. Um, good placement. Brad Parnham goes on. Uh, and then Bernie to survive will have the final pop and will be popular, should be popular. Um, but just, yeah, as you said, just a couple of little things which make it, yeah, do you want to dive in at 2.30? I'm not sure if I do. So, um, yeah, fascinating little race, but. Yeah, I'd love a scratching of one of those two. That'd be mm. nice.
I think warm and fuzzy is a little roadblock as well. It's going well enough, but I don't think it's winning. I thought it, had, it really had its chance last start. I thought it was good the other day. He just sort of had to go a little bit a little bit early and didn't quite corner as neatly as possible and just got sort of swamped late. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was the race to win, though. The mm-hmm. leaders sort of stopping, Acromantula got chopped, and it was Creator who sort of didn't get a gap till real late. I thought it was there for – you know, I thought the race was there for warm and fuzzy mm-hmm. to win. So, um, yeah, anyway. Going to hold fire here with – I think Betfair is going to be interesting late, Bernie, to survive. I think 250, 260 would get me. Could go the other way. Yeah. It starts $1.86. Well, I, then, yeah. I marked him like $2, flat $2. Okay, I was two seventy. So yeah. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm definitely not taking him on with, with Venom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your gut tells you he's, he's probably going to win the race, but you also want to be mindful about um, – not taking on you got those two wins as good as they were and i'm not trying to knock Bernie to survive heavily here but as good as those two wins were they were two heavily like really hard run races in saying that time scale and um acromantula should ensure this is a, a nicely run race as well but they were two really hard run races pike got central and he just sailed past and so whether this is the same setup with five kilos more um i don't know so just a just a little risk at the at the low twos mm. okay yeah, interesting race. I don't have a, a firm opinion, but I think I, don't I think have a firm it, opinion on anything. Like yeah, that. I think that's. I've, I've under, I think I've underestimated Bernier to survive. Been a bit late to the party, and from what I've seen in the the sectionals and the and you know his IBR sort of data that the numbers that have come through that I get to look at, I was like, oh, this horse is is the real deal. So if I can get two fifty against a lot of these horses that are pretty much mm. where they are from on the on the scale, then. Yeah, that might get me there um, in race three of the day. The Glenway I handicap. That, I think that's my problem. If I'm ever late to the party, I just don't turn up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just too stubborn just to come a couple of hours late. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be a um, that might be a good tactic. Okay, race four is a graduation one MW fourteen hundred meters, known as the PKF Perth handicap. PKF. Yeah, I tell you what, I wanted to be on Magnificent Andy wherever it went. Next start. Mm-hmm. Gate 12 of 12, 59 kgs has um, got me reconsidering, Terry. I think it might work out for it though, BJ. Yeah, okay, um, tell me how. Oh, I'm not I'm not with it. It's not at my price, but uh, I definitely think it's a live, um, a live hope. I think you'll have call again working forward. Maybe Mac Mac was super in a trial ridden cold, so what their plan is, I'm, I'm not too sure. Guard the safe from nine or we forced into rolling forward. Um, funny old ride last start, as I think we alluded to. It was a weird race. One of the worst winning rides I've seen. Desperate to get cover. Um, that deep in the race, you were just better off to hold up. But somehow the horse kicked back through and kicked. And a, I know it's only one by a lip, but it's a better win than that, mm. like to to do what it did in the run. It's um, a, it's rare to see a horse win in that fashion. It is 100%. Yeah. It's extremely rare. Just and it's kind of lucky you didn't get crossed. Yeah, very yeah. lucky. Yeah. Noble Born got across him. Yeah. He doesn't win the race. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, the speed in it for me is a few horses that I don't have that much confidence that they're best suited in that role. Mm-hmm. So, if they're stopping on the rest of the field, um, it could be a race at bunches, which obviously sets it up for something coming centrally. But, yeah, the, I don't think the current price, which is 
you're about to tell me. It's about seven fifty ish, yeah. Seven fifty ish. I think yeah. that's just about I think that was about seven dollars. So yeah. I think it's just about fair. Flower and the wind's been well backed since uh opening yeah. uh markets. It's a horse that tends to drift wildly on Bet Fair. Mm. This whether it does on this occasion, I don't know. I won't be diving in at the four forty. I marked it a four forty favourite. Feels like feels I feel like, like three, bad luck. Feels like three back fence. Yeah, I feel luck. like bad luck's gonna yeah. play a major part. Um in this again so definitely want my price there i'm happy to back anything here to be honest what that's sort of varying to my price i like romancing the rock as a horse but i think it would prefer to draw 10 than one big unit likes running room so from one i'll take it on differentiate our pike off jessica valenti on i will take on every day of the week it can win tell me tell Going me a super. bit about be seated from the crayfish case be seated it's flying it's up to 70 plus grade now um interesting that peter edwards has come into town for one ride on the roughy earlier and they've put the apprentice on here so has been ridden forward once i doubt they're going to come to town and ride it against um its usual partner getting back but they might have that thought process and that's why the apprentice has gone on that's a interesting one but we've seen um edmund go well we've seen dream to me win races and and this is a similar type of race and it's been competitive in similar type of races at Jelton. So it's corn so cob as well. Corn cob, yeah, yeah exactly looks. right. So minus looks, yeah. Jelton's been a breeding ground for mm. success in the um in the city this season. So um I think Rule Lee back to the fourteen hundred in this grade. If you look at its last couple of runs, significantly harder races. It's it's a really tractable horse. It jumps, it lands, it'll peel. Um, whether it's got the kick to win and whether the inside is a spot to be if call again crosses, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Amy Shake the Bloom, I think, can definitely win this race. It won first up last campaign over the mile. Super win, came out one second up, um, got up on the fence that day. If they're bunching even, yeah, and coming even central. Win second up, yeah, it? exactly right. So it can win the race too. So very difficult race, and I'm, I'm playing on um, playing on market. I've, I've marked Flair in the win favourite, but I won't be backing it at, at 440. Right. I think I'm going to definitely follow up with Mag- Magnificent Andy. And... Especially if we can get double figures, maybe on Betfair. This will be a purely Betfair race, yeah. Betfair.com.au. And I like Rule E as well. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Coming out of um, Price You Rule E. I was, where are we? I was Magnificent Andy and Flower in the Wind 550. Mm-hmm. And I was 750 Rule E. Seven bucks Rule E. Yeah. So, yeah. so for go. me, it was. I still feel like the 12 will probably get even. Oh, if you say about every horse, you'll get better, you'll get better, you'll get better. The question to ask is where will the money come? Mm. Who will the money come for? My, I guess in my market though, where I've got those the prices I've just said, I've got differentiator and romance in the rock by $16, yeah. got Mac Mac 31. So they're all gonna be considerably shorter, which could push the others out. But um, yeah, not sure who the money will come for here. Magnificent Andy and Rulee for me. Yep, I don't know who I'm gonna back in. Okay. Whichever price, whichever one bet says, says can't win. Bet stare, bet fair. Yeah, bet fair. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. So yes, this is the time of the show where we usually take a break for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. Uh, we're having a week off. Mitchell Pateman and James Stewart perhaps will be, uh, they'll be um, crossing swords on next week's edition of the Mundaring Hotel Debra Racing Mastermind. And uh, just a shout out to Walks, that voucher will be in the mail this afternoon. Don't panic. So, yeah, the uh, the Mundaring, Ian Butchie O'Connor, of course, up there at the Mundaring Hotel, Heart of the Hills since 1899, Jacoby Street, Mundaring. But I don't think you'll find Butchie there the next couple of days. I've got a feeling he uh, won't be able to uh, leave the um, 
Magic Millions sales yard without putting his hand up and uh, going toe to toe with uh, Grant Burns, the uh, the auctioneer there. So he really looks forward to yielding sales time. Does Butchie? So if you're looking for him and you can't find him at the Mundaring, you'll know where he'll be today and tomorrow. Alrighty, we're back here with race five. It's the Pierce Racing Yearling Parade Sunday, February 26th handicap. 2200 meter rating, 66 plus event. Casino 17 has been quite the find for Team Williams dominant in a similar race with Paul Harvey on last start. Taj Dyson, a tremendous opportunity for Apprentice Taj. He takes the, the ride with the 62.5 kgs and, and his claim bringing him into contention there. And he's the clear-cut favorite. Let's deal, looks like he found some of that form that um, he displayed as an early three-year-old uh, back at Albany for the inform wolf McGrady combination, blazing away, Piccolo Senora. They both chased home Casino 17 last start. And perhaps a uh, improved performance from bold success could be on the cards as well in race five of the day. View. If it was your horse, would you have um, would you have claimed the two kilos, not three, two kilos, or would you have stuck with Paul Harvey? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a harsh marker when it comes to apprentices. I think I would have stuck with Paul. Me too. Yeah, me too. I don't. I just don't understand claiming in general if you don't think it's going to suit the horse. But um, it's funny you go into this race and you think, all right, Casino Seventeen. What price is it now? It's going to be very short. We've got to try and get it beaten. But do you realize how dominantly it's winning? Like, right. And I thought, oh, is it pulling the boys, uh, Pike and Harvey, out and they're having to go early? But it's just travelling that well. Um, it's, it's an interesting one. You either make the decision early doors here, you go, okay, I want to um, – I'm not going to take that price because I think with Taj on it, it'll get a bit of a drift. There'll be some money for five or six others in this. And do you just wait for Betfair and say, I'm going to back a real form horse and trust the kid or do you look to take it on? Naturally, we look to – well, I look to take it on. Yeah. Naturally. Um but it's it's winning really like really dominantly. So uh, fascinating what the what happens. I tell you what, that was a, fast, Perth, that was a Perth very fast race the other day too that he won yeah. and the smashed the clock there with sixty. Still, what did he win by in the finish? Was it two point two point seven lengths as well? Jeez, it was strong, real strong. That's mm, a and it was eighteen to twenty two as well. So yeah, mm. yeah, no, it's it's ticking a lot of boxes, but. Uh, it can be a different race. The inexperienced apprentice goes on and um, it can just be a different, different race. Find a little bit of trouble, um, doesn't get out at the right time, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, definitely a big watch on it. I think reliable start will improve with the senior on. Blinkers off as well. I thought Blink it got a bit Last two early. wins. Mm. It's last two wins uh, had the blinkers off then they just lobbed them on. So maybe that's a real secret to the horse. I've been waiting for uh, Pike or CJP to go back on, but it also might just not be that good, and that might be it might be right near its mark yeah. as well. So I'm, I'm mindful might about her. Um, yeah, Bolt Success is the one that will get me. I'm a bit flat actually, BJ. Some, it's it's gone off. You saw me rush upstairs before to send a uh, send a little email, and I, I didn't have um, any success. So I, I think it'll recover. And in saying that, if it doesn't recover, fifteen dollars each way, fourteen fifteen dollars each ways is enough for me. Um, always happy to ride off a horse's run, especially a horse that likes to lead when it's um, when it gets crossed and doesn't get that usual pattern, especially bold success. I think a year or two ago, Lockie really figured the horse out and how it needs to be ridden to win. So I think the wide gate, I think the apprentice, I think they're all really good positives in a race without much speed. I think they'll find the top, BJ. 
I don't think they'll want to lead on Alden or Nagata or Chuckaluck will want to lead, but it's it's awfully slow early. Like it's up and down, same spot. Like it could be three, four, the fence type thing. Like if she can kick through and lead, Chuckaluck suddenly can win the race, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, but I think Bolt Success will get to the front. I think he'll look to really ramp it up from the 800. And um, it's one that if there isn't the mid-race move from Royal Schweizer to be a pest or if, if Luke's aware that the mid-race move is going to come and just say don't allow them to cross you and ensure you're off and going by then, I, I think it's it's a genuine chance of pinching this. I think it's fifth or sixth up. It's 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 at its run where it's ready to win one. Uh, the conditions of the day could be that the rail and on pace is, is a nicer spot to be. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I've marked it second favourite. I think it'll get me each way, but... I'm also not super confident. What did you mark? Let's deal. Uh, I was eight or nine dollars. Let's deal as well, thinking I'd love to have something on, but um, that was never a a possibility. Um, Its last win, it beat nothing, but its prior run, um, where it's been beating six, seven lengths, was real good. It was just a bit of a shoddy ride, and then. Last start, it's, uh, it was dominant, dominant, dominant. It's uh, it, it's last time I stepped up to the staying journey, so I don't think it was going. So I'm not too perturbed about the fact it failed then because I don't think the horse was going no matter what journey it was it was going over. So it could be better as well. It could be better and it could definitely win the race. Um, $6 just with a few ums and ahs is, is a bit below what I want, but if it somehow gets back out to a price again, it'll it'll come under consideration. That's, that's what I'm hoping for as well. He's, he's only it's a, he's It only looks four, it's got but the profile of it. Yeah popular betting horse yeah. to some degree it's all going to be about casino 17 if, yeah. if it starts two dollars 14 on betfair you've you can choose your horse you want yeah and get your price if it, if it jumps two dollars 90 or three dollars 20 which it may do with the apprentice on you then make the decision as i said before do you is that the one you back or do you um yeah or do you do you look around it so yeah decisions bj yeah i just like the way it's been a while since let steel has traveled like that in a race mm. just had his head up he was strong and balanced he didn't he did want to run in a little bit but not as noticeably as he can do and he just was strong underneath Sean McGrady and just looked like st- whatever has been going on for let's Steel just looked like he was he was free you know he was free to to just sh- and felt comfortable enough to really stretch out so if, if he can if he can bounce and a good tempo likely set from um you know from bold success and perhaps Chuck a luck. If Sean can maybe get him off the get him off the ro- the rail like he was the other day and, and building into the race, he he could be the horse to take to be the the right field position to take advantage of the tempo and sort of work them over late. So I was really quite keen on let's steal, but that's a, the, bit, the a bit like you was more the the price so. and the barrier. Like yeah. you've just said, then if this drew barrier eight, I reckon I would have had it a lot shorter than yeah. I did. I think barrier one is is very questionable. It's very yeah. hard in a near capacity field, especially when you look directly to your outside. And you've got two good gate speed horses in Olden and Nagata. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be easy just to push off and and just be th- one off. But I think he's hoping the best result is maybe stretched stretched field, perhaps if yeah. um, if the tempo ramps up and then some gaps appear. But that's. If we if he can get off the fence and rolling, he's a big horse. I think he's uh, he's just like Queen of Jerusalem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was nom for this race. I tell you what, I would have been very keen. I would have been very keen on it to uh, 
to push the favourite even with normal luck. But, I'll, um, I'll, I'll probably add something on Piccolo Senora as well. I think she's going to win one soon and I just want to be on when she does. There are lots of chances yeah. here. I, I, I'll be on Bolt Success each way and something on Trav Murray's horse. First time yeah. at staying trip, six points out of its grade. I, I'm a massive fan. There's been a bit of money for it this morning. I was just messaging Trav actually and he reckons it was wasn't it, his either. Was it Murray so, money? Um, I, I think it's just replay watchers money, yeah. I'd suggest, but it will get back to our price. We'll get 20 bucks about it later, I reckon. So um, it got shuffled back through them over the 1800 and um, the way it hit the line, I just, I love that type of run when they get shuffled back and still find it like that. It's effort at Pinjara before was absolutely horrible. Horrible. I was, that's I what, was on that day. Yeah, that's what, that's what worries me is that bad run. But then you go back to its run at Albany at the start before, very similar feel to what Let's Deal beat. Have a look at the hip and shoulder. It got in the run that day. It had no entitlement to even want to be there after that. And it, it won going away from them so it's, it's rare for a Darren McAuliffe horse that it takes 19 20 starts to get to a staying journey if it is a stayer like he, he rushes them there mm -hmm. so that that's an interesting aspect but I, I, it's last run and that run three uh three starts ago and the fact barrier five is perfect for it like one one um like it's got good gate speed it can put itself in the right spot gets along with holly um yeah I 53 think kgs insane that i'm 10 11 so i'm not backing it at 10 bucks so, but I'm, I'm sure it's one on Betfair that'll rebound really well. This Bet, Betfair watches this, this market is going to be very interesting. It's late. a Betfair, to be honest. Casino, it's a Betfair, eh? what, Casino 17 with Taj on. It's just there that it could go, it could go haywire mm. here. So, uh, but yeah, I'm hoping to, if we can get a bit of pushing out eight, nine, ten dollars, maybe let's deal. Unlikely, but that would probably get me and a little speckle on. Piccola Signora as well. I didn't. I thought she tried hard chasing home Casino Seventeen the other day. So, yeah, bold success each way and something Nagata. Um, but yeah, this is another race. It's going to be. It's going to be a losing day. I've already acknowledged that. Like sometimes when you acknowledge that you're just not going to have a good day on the punt, then you just feel better about it. <laughs> you know, there's no disappointment to come. They're already in the spreadsheet as well, so you're all good. Oh well, you've got the limo coming Sunday, so exactly you'll be right. right. Uh, just right. transfer grab the money for it. <laughs> Race six. Race well, six. I do. Oh, race six. So, I do like one here, actually. Okay. Look out. Finally, race six finally. is the Lex Piper Stakes listed race for the three old Colts and Geldings over the mile. Set weights and penalties. I'm hoping you like the one that I like as well. That's uh, This conversation is going to be going to yeah. be fascinating. We've got Paul Huckles, all the King's men coming off a bit of a flat run in the, in the challenge. Visors have gone back on, gets in super well under the conditions. Up to the mile he has had a crack at the mile when he ran fourth in the wa guineas gage roads no luck at all in graduation company when he was a two dollar seventy favorite uh, over a mile at ascot a couple of weeks ago those two uh, are currently leading the market there there's some other interesting runners as well planet cash and flyaway home coming out of the same race thought was was quite good late was in, the, in the challenge for reese radford whose horses are going quite well and uh, interesting runner for me is number 11 sizzle me patrick patrick yeah just on the surface just a very simplistic look at the race and who was a better run last start between wozek and all the king's men bj yeah, very what, simplistically was it? a better run comfortably a better run and it's 26 to 1 and it's three bucks i know you can't frame a market or look at a race purely on that but it's a it's a, sometimes it's a good way to go about things who was the better run last time they met with well, the exact same run in the exact same well very similar conditions so fascinating race speed map to begin with i think um lord randolph goes to the top mm -hmm. 
First run for a couple of months, Craig Staples, Summer Dixon. You've got to think it's stopping on them. So I don't know if uh, I think Cage Rhodes might even suffer a similar fate potentially. Uh, Paddy will be keen to get off the fence and get rolling. Um, all the King's men for me is going to be – they'll jump in neutral, we'll get caught deep, and they'll roll to the breeze. That's what I reckon is going to happen here. Mm, okay. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm Look, all the King's men has got the runs on the board. It's, its best runs have been better than all of these. Uh, I think we know that. But for me, it's a sticky map. It's coming off a of failure and it's three bucks. So we just take it on. Like It beats me, it beats me. I don't care less. Like Good luck to, to PK Huckle. I reckon he gets too much airtime on the podcast. So let's just say his name another seven times as we do this race. But uh, yeah, if it beats me, then so be it. I'm, I'm not all that perturbed. Um, I'll take on Gage Rhodes, especially with Pykoff as well. And if you go back and look at their runs from the breeders and this and that, I. Yeah, I don't mind Gage Rhodes as a horse, but I'm not. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I'm not completely sold. I think if it drew four or five, it might four, five, six in this race. It might have even got me. I think. So. Yeah, yeah, potentially. I'm. Yeah, Pikeoff. It's it's rare that Terry will be on. I think in most situations. So I just third person to myself there. But uh, I know the horse you're going to tip. I'm going to look around it. Um, Who's that? You're going to tip Sizzle Me Patrick. <laughs> I reckon everyone's just going to want to be on Sizzle Me Patrick because uh, it beat Heavenly Miss in a, in a maiden. Um, no, no, I just I just think it's just got a, a bit just of got something about it. Yeah. I think I've heard a little bit on the on the Whisper Vine. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have turned in an offer from from HK. Is that right? I believe so. I believe so. So I can't tell you who Patrick. My, my source was. But, um, <laughs> maybe Sammy Jacobs was. But, uh, yeah, I, I reckon I would have taken the money. Um yeah, Sizzle Me Patrick, I think, will actually be popular in betting and uh, good on good on those that are keen. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely not taking it on. No, I'm about 12 bucks. So, yeah, yeah it, it, is, went up it, 20, it went up 20 yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Um, and if it went up 20 across it and stayed there, I actually would have tried to get on each way. Um, but yeah, for me, easy, easy bet for me here is Planet Cash following up again. I just think, how is it? How is it oh, almost not favorite? Like, I think, and I think it'll get to a significantly longer price. Uh, just knock my microphone then because mm-hmm. I got so excited. Um, the first thing I want to – so with the speed map, I, I think the leader will stop, come back on him. I think all the King's men, when we're going to risk, I think it may end up forward. It may not. Um, Demolish forward? Uh, potentially, but it went really well with the sit last start. So they're going to want to ride it forward and be a sitting duck late. I actually think it would have finished top three if they just went forward on it. Maybe, but it wasn't – also it was first up last start. So maybe mm-hmm. that was the thought process. But I can understand we're going back. I can understand we're going forward. So either way, if it goes forward, it's a sitting duck again. If it goes back, it's not going to win the race. So – to know it's a tough one either way, i think this will be a bunched field and i think it'll allow something to to swoop at them so you'll go well hang on flyaway home ran a quicker last two than planet cash that's the one isn't it but flyaway home built momentum in a three wide line around them and came out and planet cash copped an absolute hip and shoulder have a look at the section of flyaway home and the quickest six to four four to two um so it had the momentum into it planet cash had to stop Go back to the inside, and it was only just a flyover home's last 200. I, they're the type of runs that I look at, and, and I, I love them. Like I just mentioned that with Nagata at Albany, three back. I love when they cop interference in a race. Overcome difficulties. Over, thank you. Man. I think really I think, well put. I think overcome, overcome difficulties. I think yes. flyaway home, while it did have clear air, it really needed satin black to get going to drag it right yeah, into the race. And it, sort of, it, it had more Steven, favors than Planet Cash. It did, in the but it's, run. it still had to do a lot of the heavy lifting itself. Yeah. Um, to and that's what but you're right planet cash was excellent in victory and um 
It's one of those runs I don't think gets the credit. It does. Oh, it won. Yeah, fair enough. It, you know, did this and that. But I think the win was better than it, it looks to some degree. Yeah, and um, it's, it's it's followed up. It's sort of franked what we saw from it in the Breeders. Well, who was well. the best run in the Breeders? I went back and had a I thought good it was look a better run again. than Gage Roads. It was a significantly yeah. better run than Gage Roads. It was the winner was, it was and the winner was, was the best run. All the King's Men was massive. Like I, I, I reckon just the way Planet Cash was traveling, I don't think all the King's Men was necessarily that much of a better run than it. We don't we don't know. One's held up bolting, the other one's making its run down the outside. Feels playful has gone on to frank the form, which is good for all of those involved in the yeah. in the breeders. Um, but the fact is all the King's Men's put in a flat one since. So it's not its most um it's not its most recent run. So I think Playoffs Patron uh will be a big derby player going forward. It's been placed behind Queen Alina over the twenty two hundred. Yeah, yeah. Uh liked its first up run. Uh it can it wouldn't surprise me to see it win the race, to be honest as well with you. But it, uh and then as I said, for those looking for a bit of value, I'm not gonna definitely wouldn't talk you out of Wazek uh purely on its last run and the way Sean's riding and the fact that he drew wide last start, it can probably if you look at it, actually jumped okay. It can probably land a spot. It did, uh, and then it, yeah, he sort of grabbed hold. He and, had to snag, yeah, so yeah. it can land a few spots closer. And then Sizzle Me Patrick's a real X-Factor horse. So these are my race. I love betting on these three-year-old Lex Piper. The, the Thousand Guineas, which we'll talk about next, probably my favourite race over – well, it's probably my favourite race to bet on every year. Um, it's where you can really find some value if you pinpoint a horse you think's on the way up. So mm -hmm. that's what you're doing with Patrick. Sizzle Me Patrick, yeah. It's my uh, – I just think it can lob in a really, really good spot. From from the draw, I reckon it's going to love, love. Hopefully, there's a, a genuine tempo, and I think Sizzle Patrick can uh, give some of the more, I guess, higher qualified runners a uh, a run for their money. Jeez, you, you say that, but this is a race that is can be won by horses and the thousand guineas on the way up. Exactly. The only one I made, and they have only timing yeah. done this. You know, I mean, Gage Roads. You say more qualified, like. Oh, Sizzle Me Patrick's uh, Gage Road is only one a class a class one. Mm. It fell in over fries with that, you know, fell in over old Hungry Jacks. So, um, yeah, they're not necessarily – and Planet Cash is, is more qualified because it won that Saturday, won Saturday race. race. Sizzle yeah. Me Patrick hasn't had that opportunity. So, exactly. Yeah, definitely not going to talk you out of um, – Sizzle with Patrick, but uh, I, I'm. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you are, but <laughs> no, definitely no, 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 I'm not. I, I, I thought it would be. I'm surprised. I thought Sizzle with Patrick would be shorter. I thought I was eight. It's the horse that I was eight dollars. I feel like okay. people are going to want to be on. Yeah. Um, with the setup, so um, but yeah, I'm just hoping that uh, Planet Cash gets the right toe into the race, and I'm, I'm confident it, it could be the best horse here. So I reckon we'll see each way as well. So Planet Cash each way for me. Okay. Wheaton's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race seven is the Schweppes Ascot 1000 Guineas. Another set weights and penalties three-year-olds, this time for the Phillies, over the 1800 metres en route to the Oaks. They'll be going Ascot 1000 Guineas 1800, Natasha, 2200 metres, W Oaks, 2400 metres. Admiration, Express, and Fuels Playful, they went stride, were basically stride for stride for the entire challenge stakes. Last start, Fuels Playful, the victor there, 
rising to the 1800 meters admiration express now has the run under her belt thoughts on the $2.25 here admiration express terry Jeez, I bit flat there's two good ones in this mm. like this is a race we like to find a bit of value years gone by bj so don't think there's any um constant dreamings or lonsdale lady results uh, occurring here unfortunately i think there's a few roughies that can run a little race she's fit the main one yeah um that i think can run a race but just probably not at their stages to be knocking off fields playful admiration express pretty confident that'll be a quinella again um with megami and Lyndon lady getting mm. a long way back but look, I, I think the market's bang on. It's basically what I marked. I think I was about 230, 240 versus about four bucks. Um, Admiration Express, as you said, we'll get cover here, didn't get cover first up. Uh, it, it makes a lot of sense just to park and it'll get them. But how, how does the map end up looking? Feels playful a lead and the horse in the breeze, who I know Roy thinks is absolutely flying at the moment. Let it boogie. Super. That's, that's the likely breeze horse. Yep. There's a big chance she's fit kicks up um, and lands the back of Admiration Express and uh, leaves, uh, sorry, the back of um, feels playful. Feels playful and leaves Admiration Express on the back of Let Her Boogie. Who I think feels playful will will, um, will kick clear off pretty comfortably, which means Admiration Express will just be have to come out exposed around. a little yep. bit earlier. And I guess the one aspect with that is there's a chance that it could almost be there could be a three deep line. Um, around them as well. So Admiration Express either might have to go real early to avoid that or might be underneath horses and, and yeah, I don't know. I think the map looks good, but at the same time, there's a chance that a fine touch or a fleur delacour or something is is punching up uh, deep and, um, yeah, it's not as smooth sailing for Admiration Express. So think she'll win, but I also – I don't want to underrate feels playful and the strength of that victory as well. So, uh, yeah, current market, bang on for me. Bang on. Think yeah. Admiration Express will win, but um, a lot of respect for feels playful and the map could really work in her favour here. That's it. That'll be the Quinella, I'm pretty sure. Love Megami as a racehorse. Yeah. I just love Megami, but it's a really – A, she's a difficult horse to ride and it's Brad's first steer. I think it, it – like it's really helpful having some experience on her and be the 1800 with two good ones out in front she's yeah she's a bare bones price at six bucks yeah they're the two that are going to be launching later aren't they megami and linden lady and they're going to be like oh yep. look out over the 2200 meters next start mm-hmm. um you're right i think the winner feels playful and if she gets the rail again in front and holly can sort of try to replicate similar tactics it's yeah. I mean, Admiration Express is going to be have to be at the top of a game and knock her off and get the right sure. and get the right run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and funny. Chris, she like got a bit wobbly when the pressure went on, which was understandable. Yeah, that she, was she gassed out first up, but and she came again late, which was significant. But you know, if the pressure goes on again and Admiration Express has got to improve three or four wide around a horse like Let It Boogie, what sort of margin can feels playful Nick? Sort of hugging the rail. So the rise to 1800 might be an Admiration Express's um, uh, favour more than feels playful. But we don't be. know that. Yeah. We're only speculating on that as well. So it's funny with, with Admiration Express here, her her chances might almost come down to how well let her boogie <laughs> goes. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, and if it's going as well as Roy, then probably Roy says, and they'll probably be running for second behind let her boogie. So, yeah. She's Fitz, interesting runner for me. Really like this filly building towards yeah. the Oaks. I know she's only a maiden, but uh, got a bit of quality about her. Um, so, look out for her. Sort of, if, yeah, if she can even follow Fields Playful through and come out underneath a, a weakening let her boogie, then she's a 
big place chance that she's fit. Um, yep. Just be interesting to see what Stevie Parnham does with Mary Martini from one, whether he boots up to follow Fields play for, whether Sean McGrady can, can, can get there, mm-hmm. can get there with she's fit. That's a great position for she's fit to be in, whether McGrady can get there or not. It's another thing, but if she gets there, tracks Fields play for the entire and gets gets rolling, then look out for her sort of working home and, and running it like a slashing sort of Natasha trial as well. Linda Lady, Magami, she's fit are the big watchers moving towards the, the, 2,000 meter plus features moving forward. Settle well enough to yep. get the, the 2,000. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I no. love Megami. I yeah. think I think Tagai's missed a little bit of a trick. I know he's been picking up midweekers, $1.50, no worries, but she was going well enough to win anything on a Saturday. Yeah. Like, I think there was like those points being out on a Wednesday should have been on a Saturday and you're getting triple the prize money or double yeah. the prize money. You're so. like star sharing really like you, when you've got yeah. a horse ready to win a Saturday, you've got to catch yeah, it. And you just waste, yeah, and you're just wasting points. By the time you go to a Saturday, you're carrying more weight than you, you want to be for your first whack at it. So I think admiration Express is going to turn the tables, but the way the market is at the moment, I'm, I don't know. I'm sort of, I go, I'm leaning. I'm leaning. The leader feels playful. Leaning. Market's banging on. I'm mm. third favourite. She's fit, by the way. Okay, it's yeah. a speed map, real yeah. speed map race for me. So, um, yeah, maybe a little. This could be a good little same race multi type thing or a trifecta. Those two should definitely run your three. She's fit. I'm pretty confident will run. Uh, I'm not pretty confident, but I think at the price, it, it's the one that provide value in that sense. Yeah, top four. I think there's a good little uh, opportunity to to bet around a race on on speed map. Yeah. Okay. Race eight is the Enemec Detonator Stakes, eighteen hundred meters. Say so weights and penalties here. Maricino, the Ted Van Heep Stakes winner. He also won the, the Northern Cup and another feature staying race en route to the Perth Cup, which he was scratched from, unfortunately, but uh, he would have been a live winning chance there when he, I think, was mm. weighted at 59.5 or something like that, Maricino. But uh, he returned 70 days between runs, so 70 days since he knocked off Steinem in the Ted. Steinem, of course, is racing, resuming as well at uh, Sandown this Saturday, but. At the, under the conditions of this race, I said, weights and penalties, Maricino looks super well-placed. Um, in Corn Cobb is an 80, what's he, an 80-something Raider, and he's basically your, your second fave. So Nerf Boss, wait, second fave now. Nerf Boss, mm. second favourite. So uh, Nerf Boss, of course, was flying prior to the Perth Cup where I don't think, I think he was one of the horses who copped a bit of an injury in the first running of the Perth Cup and he wasn't the same horse on uh, on Perth Cup 2.0, but he's back 42 days between runs and um, Neville had him flying prior to the prior to the Cup. And um, yeah, Corn Cobb, what a story. He's been from Jelton to Campbell McCullum as well. Jay McNaught takes the ride in William Pike's absence, but really I, I think it just comes down to price, doesn't it, Marachino? Uh, yeah, with Nerf Bosk, I think, as well. I think it's um, been a long enough period now where it's lost its uh, thingy for set weights and penalties. That's why it's way to as such, I would believe. That'd be the case, wouldn't it? Uh, lost its penalty for the Perth Cup? Yeah, I think Potentially. so. I can check on yeah, that. Yeah, because it would have been just over two years ago now. And isn't it the statute of limitations two years? I'm just looking. So, yeah, he doesn't have a, doesn't have a penalty, Nerf Boss. So, nah. you're right. Not that it's going to – I think Nerf Boss has passed it, so it's not probably going to get – well, it's it can probably win, but it's not going to get me. Uh, this race is a funny one. I, I was almost glad Maricino didn't go up. I'm short Maricino, very short. Mm. Like, you can't mark a second favourite. Like, I'm I'm Utgard Loki second favourite at about $13 purely on – and there's been a little bit of money for Utgard Loki, I noticed. Um, like, I was hoping I saw 30 to 1 maybe. Mm. Um, but – the reason I was sort of happy Maricino went up at 220 or whatever it went up, you know, never ever even a consideration price. It 
should win. It should win comfortably. Its trial on Monday was, was wonderful. But you're 70 days between runs at 1,800 metres and you're going to be leading. As good as you are, it comes down to a training performance. You know, this it, you very simply just might not be fit enough to lead and run out of strong. We don't do this very often in WA. It's a real UK top setup. Um, we were really keen on this race last year, BJ, if you remember, on platoon. Mm -hmm. We absolutely declared it. It was sevens into threes. And the reason I was so happy to get so involved in platoon, A, because I thought it was a very good price, but B was the fact that it's going to sit and sprint and I don't mind them when they're fresh going to do that. So um, that's why I think Maricino, I'm $2.20, so I'm definitely not talking you out of it. I'm My plan is to wait for Betfair yeah. and hope I get a price, but I can't see how there's money anywhere else. I can't see where on earth any money is going to possibly come, but I'm also happy not jumping in at the 230, 240. Platoon um, should have won, anyway, um, should by, have won. by the exactly way. Right. Yes, yeah, <laughs> an absolute mile <laughs> Just a just a open smelled wounds for you, BJ. Um, but yeah, so wait for a Maricino drift, which I can't see how it uh, eventuates because I just can't see. I can't see Nerf bots getting any shorter. I can't see Corn Cob um, Jade on getting any shorter. No apologies, Bear Bones. Come nope. right back. Doesn't get any shorter. General Grant is a battler. Um, Bruce Almighty's flying. Just mm. can't draw a gate. True attractions uh, capable. It just I don't know if it's going to get the right pattern. I, I didn't mind its last trial. I think. I think it's one that can improve. I, yeah, Black Shadow, you think, is going to need it. Pat's got Sass is only battling at best. There's just nothing in this. So Maritano should win. But again, as good as it is, if fitness tells, you know what I mean? There's got to be a price you need for that. So mm. three bucks would be lovely, but I don't know how you possibly get that. Yeah, I'm with you. The loot, backing the loot chin. Uh, he's been champion trainer for decades, Louis, and he would have – he knows what he's got here with Maricino, Northern Cup. They won the Scahill Cup, that race was called, and defeating Nerf Boss with 60.5 that day. So it was five and a half kilos between um, Nerf Boss and Maricino, and Maricino came out on top, won the Van Hempst with 59 kgs. So if, um, yeah, if he's anywhere near right, Maricino, I think he's just. Oh, what, what was what this was, is such good play like, oh, it'll perfect. absolutely break if it's right it will it could win by five yeah. like there is no and issue i've got Troy no Turner, issue but Troy it's just 70 days uh, and it, you could it's so interesting leading off 70 days i'm just fascinated but it's a yeah i don't know there's not much precedence really in mm. that sense okay so would you if you don't probably get be three lengths off it's probably be three you, lengths off it's best and wins yeah, yeah if you don't back Maricino if it doesn't get to your price what are some of the horses you could uh, consider for a little bit of specs not me Ugo Loki probably yep. um, purely on the, the win in the um, in the we were there BJ what was the race Pinjara Mile yeah $100,000 Pinjara Mile at 100 to 1 it was first up that day so a little freshen up here Clint I presume has had the choice of come right back in it um, so if I was going to ping one out, it would be it. But again, saying that I'm twelve thirteen dollars, and I'm I'm definitely not interested or really too perturbed about the fifteen at the moment. So that would be the one. But that's again purely on just speculation. Mm. Bj, true attraction won this race last year. Adam Durant, Paddy Carberry. It did. Maricino was in the race. Maricino went super. It was in a three wide line. This race last year, there was a stack of speed with mm. Cockney Crew and. Sentimental Queen might have gone forward. Uh, I can't remember the others, but yeah, it's just a different setup this year. There's no pressure on Maricino in this race either. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought on paper. Bruce might go forward, but it was really good last start. He ridden quiet. That's probably the one that's a shame that hasn't drawn any gate because I reckon it would have been um, would have been a live hope on its last run. 
Yeah, he's going well, old Bruce, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, so the year before last was last alone, Steve Miller and Ryan Hill, and then prior to that was Arctic Stream for Ross Price and Paul Harvey's star exhibit the year before that. I think star exhibit, when it won, it was having its first start since the Perth Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, Maritino really just – he just keeps getting – Who'd you mark second favourite? Oh, I'd have to mark Nerf, Nerf Boss second favourite. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's a tough one though, isn't it? Like, yeah, would you take – yeah, yeah. No, I, no, such not, a bad race. Yeah, yeah. Such a such a poor, poor, um, poor race after Maritino. There's no Do you know what's going to be a challenge here. is if Maritino gets rolled, the handicap is going to have a challenging review of this race. Maritino currently well, It depends race. where Maritino runs. Yeah. If it runs – if it just – if it like, – one thing it could do is puncture – if it punches and runs eighth, you, probably you, don't, you don't penalise the winner yeah. in that way. Yeah. yeah. So it's 109 Maricino. Mm. Next highest rater is a true attraction 94, Nerf Boss 94, and it goes all the way down to Pat's Got Sass at uh, 72. So, um, yeah, it could be an interesting review for the handicappers come Monday. But, yeah, that's the detonator stakes. Maricino could be dominant out in front. All right, Terry. Is that time? It is, BJ. It is the Get Out Stakes. Yes. Yes. S-T-E-A-K-S. I thought you were going to say S-H-A-N-E after Shane Page. Shane. Back-to-back winner joining uh, Mark Miller there as uh, the only back-to-back winners in the history of the Get Out Stakes. But extremely popular Twitter-based competition. It's brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Located out at Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he runs the operation. Good team out there at Market City Meats. Swing past, say good day, red carpet treatment every day out at Market City Meats. Shane Page, Bragwell last week, Tad Weir the week before. Can he make it three oh, on the truck? Surely not. Or price. Bet Fair should put up a market, really. You'd want 100 to 1. 100 to 1? You'd want 100 to 1. We get more than 100 entrants, wouldn't we? So, yeah, you'd want 100 to 1, I reckon. Shane. Then again, you got to follow form. Yep. Yeah. You know what they say? Did oh, the, someone, did someone the, wrote. Did the goat Shane Nichols. Pike in the last. Yeah. What's the Shane? You know, yeah. You know. Yeah. He's already, he's getting a cult following yeah, already. Understandable. Did, did Schnicko, mm. um, Sean. Go back to back? Did, no, he never went back to back, <laughs> but he's, so. he's won five. Yeah. And there's a few that have won four. Yeah. So Shane He retired just, after five too, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah he hasn't. Someone else have some meat. <laughs> he um, salt the season. <laughs> um, I, think, I think he was starting to get denied entry at a market city meet. That was Schnicko. So uh, anyway, but if you want to enter this week's Get Out Stakes competition, let us know who you think will win race nine at Ascot this Saturday. Decimal winning, who wins? Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And never forget the Sam White rule. Terry? Uh, first in best dressed, be a J. Who do you like here? Who leads? Who leads? Who uh, leads? Does Moi Chua lead? Oh, I didn't have Moi Chua leading, no. No, I think they like riding Moi Chua with, with a bit of cover. Ned last Sunday. They? Yeah, it was super. It was really quick out the gates last Sunday. Uh other than that, I thought, yeah, no, no Ballady might scramble across, but it uh, it didn't push forward the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sir Mambo's drawn 10, it's better 12 minutes, yes. So. They've got to go forward with Sir Mambo. Yeah. I think after winning, you've got to try and follow the same pattern if it's got the same gate speed. Yeah. Woodbug could be a pest Woodbug. from 11. Interesting. Capital Flight is um, – they should have probably owned the front, I'd suggest, two starts ago on their race, Talatorian, but – 
as I alluded to, there's always the overreaction. Oh, we let and failed. We can't do that again. Was, yeah, you're being pressured the entirety of the journey. So, mm. um, fun fact, which we said last week as well, Luke Campbell, unbeaten. Capital flight, he's four from four. Capital flight was scratched last Saturday. He lunged forward in the mm. barrier and had an abrasion to his nostril. So, he was scratched just prior to the start of the race won by Beads at Pinjara last Saturday. If he's taken no ill effect from that, he's the he's the one for me. What price are they sharpening him up into at the moment, Terry? It might have been a um, blessing in disguise, to be honest with you, that yep. it was scratched from a, a straight race because this is pretty thin, this one. Uh, he's been backed fours into 330. Mm-hmm. So tactics will be very interesting in what they decide to do. Uh, with him, I, I don't know. I thought his prior, I thought his win over Tadwear. I guess it looks better now in time, doesn't it? Beating Tadwear, who's come out and won since. Uh, I thought his run by an Alatorian was, yeah, I don't know. I'm not convinced he's returned in, in great order. That still might be good enough to win this. So, mm. um, but yeah, go forward for me. BJ, I, I, I've had a, I've had a tough time with this Galloper over the journey. We've, um, we've had our, we've had our downs and downs, no ups at this point in time. I've had a couple of ups, but a few downs. Yeah, too. I can't remember. They, they were too long ago for me to remember those. So, uh, most recent trial, I thought was super. First trial was was soft. They knew what they were doing. Um, we'll be in traffic. In fact, it's late in the day. I, I always like that if you're back mm. on in a bit of traffic. But from before, hopefully, you can kick up. Just be three back. Uh, one off the fence type thing, and uh, look, there's there's not much fear factor in this race. I really like Moishu, Moishua as a horse. I really like Capital Flight. I don't know how well Capital Flight's going, um, but yeah, I, I feel like they've all been racing and racing and racing and racing. Go forwards, fresh. A lot of those failures last campaign you can put down to the um, the given the track. It was very well noted that it does not handle the given the track. And there was also a couple of races where it should have won. It was held up. And it's been an unlucky horse. So we saw Chris and Michael have a double a couple of weeks ago. And I reckon, I reckon they can keep the party going here. So Rock Magic Room. I'm going last. again. I'm going again. Go for it. On a day where I don't like too much, I might have to just about make it my best. Yeah, they're the two, aren't they? Mm. Well, and more. They're the the three class horses should be one, two, three. It drops off quite alarmingly after. uh, does. Well, there's no way. Classic Magnus beat Tadwea carrying the same weight as it. Now it gets – it's – yeah, there's not much depth to this 66 plus. It goes from a 60 to a 66, and arguably it's not too much more difficult. So yeah. you got to suggest it's not impossible, but does lightning strike twice or 35 days? Forest Wall will always hit the line hard if they go go mad, but dearie me. Yeah, good luck back in the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. Go forward. Very good. All right, that's the Own the Dream 2023, 2023 Grand Finale Handicap, a.k.a. the Get Out Stakes Race 9 at Ascot this Saturday. Let's take a break, Terry, and when we come back, we'll do our best betting propositions, our Maddies and our Lays for the day. All right, we're in the home stretch here, Terry. We want our Betfair best betting propositions for Detonator Stakes Day. Mmm... Pass? Is that, is that an option? Is that an option? Uh, tossing up between race six, Planet Cash, and race nine, go forward. I'm going to go with the value option, and I reckon it'll start even longer than the current price of six, seven bucks. So race six, Planet Cash. I reckon we can back it each way late. Okay. Uh, my bet for best is Sizzle Me Patrick. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going to go. I knew. I knew. Well, look. I just The horse has just got BJ written all over it. <laughs> 
Sizzle me, Patrick. If it wins, then uh, happy, happy days. Um, I don't mind that. Yeah. On a day where you got no standout sort well, of Well, I was going to go standout. Bernier, but really, I was going to go Maritino, but really. So put me neck out there. Sizzle me, Patrick. We're not here to fornicate with spiders, are yeah. we? Yeah, you're right. Uh, Lay. Look, I am going to bet around Casino 17 in that particular race. Lay. Who's Lay? Lay. Casino 17. It's funny you say it. That's so mean, BJ. <laughs> um, I laid Bonnie Rock in the first. I don't think its run was any better than um, Warrelly Lass or There Was a Time, and they're both significantly longer in the market. So I laid Bonnie Rock. Mad. Race one. Mad. Well, it's not mad because someone's backed it, but I reckon it'll get back to very close to mad and I'm going to back it each way. So bold success. Um, probably Nagata in the same race as well. I reckon that might get to mad as well. Bold success. That's the one we're going to go with. Hoping we see some 20 bucks late each way. Straight to the front. Off you go, Lukey Campbell. You beauty. You beauty. Uh, my Maddie in race number seven, number 12, she's fit. Philly on the way up. $20 best available at the moment. So I'm $1 shot. Can you give me that? I'll give you that. Yeah. Right, I'll give you that. I don't mind that as well, BJ. It's good. Um, yeah. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah, excellent. excellent. All, all my layers all my just win these days. So 100%. They do. Yeah, make sure you back them late, though. <laughs> we're, getting the pri- we're getting the prices. Right. This one, I'm not too sure. This is That'll be a fascinating market to watch with your Casino 17. Yeah. So yep. traditionally, they always drift when the apprentice goes on, but uh, it's been winning so dominantly. It's. Um, yeah, fascinating. Lots of backable horses in that. That's why I'm very confident the the runners we want will um will all drift the the roughies, if you like. So um thank you to Jared Noski for joining yeah. us earlier. Welcome Great back, to have Jared. a chat to him. Make sure anyone that's uh uh having a punt, especially in the country, I reckon it's gonna take a while. This is what I was gonna say before. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna take a while for the markets to completely catch up with his dominance. I remember when Brad Rawilla would go to Albany. The market knew Akira when she was flying. The market knew very early doors. Um, but this reminds me of sort of when Mitch Pateman was dominating, um, was sort of the Pateman Bearstow period there yeah. years ago, and the market never quite caught up to uh, the dominance uh, of Mitchell Pateman. So I just think early doors, you might have a little opportunity to make some money on a few Jared Noski mounts, especially in the country where the market doesn't quite catch up with potentially how much better he is in the his competitors um, down there. So uh, great to chat to him. Looking forward to hopefully him making us some money mm. in, uh, in the coming coming weeks and months. Uh, it's been once a good again, week. It's been a good week for Noski supporters. Certainly has yeah. been. Certainly has been. And, um, yeah, anyone heading out to the sales, enjoy. Make sure you spend plenty of money. And um, Stafford's lad, she's a belter, midnight blue, laced up heels, brave halo. Good so luck. If, if you're channel surfing. Yeah, yep. 100% if you're channel surfing, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Good luck to the lot. Um, once again, uh, our uh, oh, condolences might not be the right word, but uh, Mitch and the team with this will test yeah, you. Very, think, very sad yeah, news. We're thinking of these yeah, guys. Yeah, very much so. I understand. Well, I don't really understand but the, the pain and uh, it must be going through with, uh, yeah, with what you've done, but incredible journey nonetheless with this will test you. And, um, yeah, yeah. Um, until next week, I'm